this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Okay, welcome to 137, episode 137, probably. Uh, finally, returning to, I think this is the first time we've gone back to this since November, early, early November. It has been a while. Things have changed. Not really. Everything's pretty much the same. Maybe we've grown as people. I don't know. Does anyone no. feel different now? I feel nah. exactly the same. All right, so nothing, literally nothing has changed, except now <laughs> myself, Wads, and Jordan have all seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I already had. Literally nothing has changed for me. <laughs> but I, you, a, lot, a lot has changed for me from watching this one, and especially like being like, that's where that meme comes from, and we'll get to that you know, later on. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what meme you could mean, so I'm actually excited to find out. I feel like that's actually one thing this podcast is good for is learning meme context by introducing people to these movies. It's less, oh, I can now appreciate this cinema and go and more. Oh, finally, I fucking get that internet joke now. <laughs> Reddit makes a lot more sense. So this is the third of what I was going to call a trilogy, but no, quadrilogy, I guess is the proper term. Following Temple of Doom definitely seemed to take some of the feedback people had about Temple of Doom, which was, holy shit, this movie's very dark and depressing, and spin that around. This one's a much more lighthearted romp. Uh, it takes us away from the setting of weird underground cult heart-ripping and back to something we can all more so get on board with, killing Nazis. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The Nazi body count in this, I didn't look it up, but it must exceed Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Just so much gleeful murder. But before all that, we get the most succinct origin story in the history of cinema as we are introduced to young Boy Scout Indiana Jones, uh, played by the passed away far too young River Phoenix. What? That was River Phoenix? Holy. That was River Phoenix, yeah. Huh. playing Indy at 12 or 13. I don't remember if they give the age. The math could be done based on the years, but I don't know. Impossible. Uh, That's impossible math to do. So Impossible math to do. We will not even... Him. So he's probably 12, let's say. And uh, he he's on a Boy Scout trip and he sees a dude dressed exactly like future Indiana Jones will dress. So as we go, let's count the things that defined Indy's existence in this hour after hour long session he had this one day so number one is definitely i'm gonna dress like that one day because this guy's got the jacket and the fedora and he's got a cross i forget what it's called it's important is it <laughs> kind of i mean to indy it's important <laughs> and that's also origin kind of number two is we get that that belongs in a museum mm -hmm. so boy scout indy decides that I'm gonna I'm gonna take the cross from this guy and, and run off and okay so what else do we get? 
get the whip. Yeah. We get the whip I mean, and a scar. Yeah, they explain how why real life Harrison Ford has a scar on his chin. On his chin. Young Indy uses a whip to get out. He ends up on a circus train, which I feel like is a problem that we just don't have in the world anymore. <laughs> I feel like that's a problem that you know is lost to time. Is oh fuck circus train. That's true. Yeah, we missed out. We grew up in the wrong generation. We had to worry yeah. about circus trains. No. We don't get to worry about them or enjoy them. It's a real positive and minus situation. Yeah, he, so he's whipping at a lion and then he whips himself in the chin. So there's origin three, origin point number three. Uh, snakes, which we get kind of two points on because he has a moment before he gets on the train where he's with his friend and there's a snake and his friend freaks out and he's all, what is this a snake? But then on the train, he falls into a damn snake pit. Mm-hmm. Which and that enough. water snake there's that water snake there too some sort of water serpent oh yeah that's true so double dose of bad snakes but, well later doesn't he also whip a snake like on the train scene he whips a snake out of his sleeve yep mm-hmm. that's true too so f- number four fear of snakes I feel like we're definitely missing one the guy gives him the hat the guy the does directly give him the hat Mm-hmm. But is that the same as looking at that guy? And Because he takes the hat and obviously wears it later, but he also cops the rest of it. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> but if you think about it, the guy is robbing more or less that you know archaeological site of the cross. And then Indy's literally robbing everywhere else where he's going. Yep. So is he just that guy? Just reincarnated? <laughs> With yes. a PhD? <laughs> I, guess I have so. a PhD though. So I'm stealing <laughs> the stuff. Just for a museum. Yeah, it's okay. And do you think, because we then flash forward after the, the here's how indie became indie sequence. We then flash forward to him as an adult on a boat going after the same cross, trying to take it from the same guy. And we've established, oh, I've been after this for a while. And it got me wondering, because at the end he has it and he shows his friend Marcus. And he's like, you know, oh, it's taking it to the museum. Do you think the museum ever gets to hear about like, oh man, you won't believe how many murders I had to commit to get you that. <laughs> I literally sunk a boat and <laughs> killed end, hundreds of people. Does the end justify the means, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. is like, the end even that good? Just so it sits behind a, a glass yeah, pane? And people can look at it and go, that's some dumb cross. <laughs> Maybe it should be back in, was it in the southern states where they found it from? Oh, you know what? I actually noted that because my wife asked, she's like, this is really pretty. What state is this? And I checked it now. I don't remember. Hmm. Arizona, Nevada. One of those. Somewhere nice. New Mexico. Somewhere that looked real shiny on the (laughs) Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh, I'd I'd watch the movie of how he got the cross, then go to a museum to, to, to see the cross. Let's be real. That's true, yeah. You know, shout out to Steven Spielberg too uh, for using actual film so it could be turned into HD later on yeah. in uh, our 20s. So that did hold up. Shout out to Steven S. Less of a shout out to the fact that the 4K Indiana Jones box set was just re- announced for June right around the time we'll have wrapped all of these up. So that's could have been watching these in another definition, a whole other definition. We just watch them all again. Do the I'm going to have over. to. I get you. We're all going to have to. Everyone (laughs) pretend again like you've never seen them. We're going to go back and revisit them all again starting in June. I guess Mm -hmm. we can hold off on four. We'll see. Here's the thing. We we, we talked about the previous podcast, but that guy who took the cross literally didn't solve any puzzles 
or didn't escape any booby trap. So technically he was grave robbing at that yeah, point. That is, you're a hundred percent right. That is not archeology. span He mm-hmm. just walked in and took it. Exactly. That's, that's theft. That is literally yeah. theft. But unless, later on. Unless like he had already solved a puzzle we didn't see. And that's how Indy was able. Like, maybe the door had a memory button sequence where he had to remember like that one, that one, that one. Mm-hmm. Even then, and then it's fine. Wasn't it three puzzles? That was three minimum of three puzzles before it's great. Oh, is I that mean, the great? Found Indy as a puzzle, you know, he, he had to deal with Indy. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's a gray area, <laughs> but maybe the snakes. I think the puzzles. How many murders do you need to commit before it counts as archaeology? <laughs> <laughs> For Indy, at least one Nazi murder, and then you're yeah. good to go. All right, perfect. Oh, then he meets that quota. <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly in this movie the the yeah the cross sequence he kills a few people on a boat and yeah that was the one that got me when he goes to the museum did they ever ask like how did you get this and does he just give him a little sly oh you know i don't a gentleman never tells his secrets or does he just say holy shit strap the fuck in so i'm on a boat and this <laughs> motherfucker is punching me so then i break free i throw a couple people overboard they drown <laughs> Hey, that explosion though was just like a, a little bit too excessive. I mean, I know there was a bunch of TNT on that boat, <laughs> dynamite, <laughs> that was, but like, yeah. but like that was an explosion. <laughs> that was an explosion. Yeah, see, those people you kind of felt bad for because they were just you know looking for some treasures, just hanging out. Even the cops were on their side, you know, finders <laughs> keepers roles of rules. Yeah. But uh, at least with Nazis, you're like, okay, they're Nazis. It doesn't really matter what happens to them. That but, is, uh, yes, that is the nice thing is at least this movie gets back to there's no gray area. These are Nazis and you go, oh, then absolutely they should be falling off. <laughs> exactly. 100%. Which they definitely do. There's mm-hmm. a lot of action sequences in this movie. Like really the plot is pretty simple. In this one, Indy's looking for the Holy Grail. Um, and they bring his dad. Dad Jones. No, Henry, Henry Jones Sr., I think that's his actual name played by Sean Connery to get a whole, Hey, James Bond is the father of Indiana Jones thing, which I guess is what they were going for back when Sean Connery acted and was alive. I guess I just realized didn't hear that was pretty recent, right? Yeah. The, the live part was a uh, key for him acting. Yeah. <laughs> that was that this year. Was that 2021? I feel like, cause time has no meaning anymore. I, you could tell me it was eight months ago or this morning and I would believe you. Yeah, my life is defined as pre-Tiger King and post-Tiger King at this point. Was this post? It must, it had to have been post-Tiger King. It was post-Tiger King for sure. I can tell yeah. you that. I mean, let's... That was the, the, the most uh, defining moment in my life in the last 18 months, I guess. Has it been, no, 12 months? 12 months. 12 months. See? Time has no meaning. <laughs> I has zero meaning at this point. October, th- oh, Halloween, October 31st. Oh, that also tracks, like I said, I would have believed February 7th, mm-hmm. all of it. So, yeah, he's brought in as Indy's dad. And so Indy has to go. Uh, he, well, he learns that his dad's been kidnapped. I forget how. I get sent the, the uh, journal, right? Oh, yeah. Gets, oh, yeah. He gets sent the journal. And then that the rich dude who, again, spoilers for this movie, turns out to be the main bad guy. He's like, you know, hey, I sent your dad to go find it. And you're dad went missing and then the journal came in the mail and then he finds his dad's house is ransacked. So he decides, well, I got to go find dad. And if I happen to find this Jesus cup along the way, that's just kind of a bonus. 
So he and, he and Marcus are off to find the Jesus Cup. And he is joined by Elsa, who people seem much more fond of in terms of, you know, female protagonists in an Indiana Jones movie coming off of, what was her name? Willie in the yeah. last one, mm-hmm. who just kind of screamed and waited to be saved. Elsa is far more capable. But a Nazi. Spoilers. But, but so. also a Nazi. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Which is, a, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a giant knock against her. <laughs> I don't I don't know history too well, but if you're a Nazi, yeah. it's a giant knock against you. <laughs> like, you seem really smart and really capable, but there's this other thing that I just don't think I can look past. <laughs> is it the Nazi? It's the Nazism. So if she was killed, did we cheer for that or would we be sad? They try to make her a good, not I mean, as good a Nazi as you can be. Did you just say a good Nazi? I mean, that's, a, that's are, an oxymoron. Yes, that is true. <laughs> a sympathetic one. Like she has moments where you know it shows her clearly conflicted about what's going on, and she does come through in the end and trick the main bad guy into dying. So there's things like that, but then at the same time. Who's to say that they wouldn't have left this cave and she'd be like, well, back to Nazi things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great point. This is between the two wars, right? This is in. Well, Hitler's alive in this movie, so. Right, but he's like just coming to. Yeah, to, uh, that's right. He's just power. becoming. Mm-hmm. I thought, sorry, uh, for some uh, reason, I thought you meant is this post-World War II. I don't know why I thought that, but I think it's in the 30s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, the atrocities of the Nazis didn't fully happen then at that point, you know, what we know what's yeah. happening in the future. Yes, exactly. We as an audience know they don't do good things later <laughs> and yep. that it's probably okay to have fewer of them now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the, going back to my theory that Steven Spielberg has bought more Nazi paraphernalia out of anyone <laughs> <laughs> after world war two. Did you go back and listen to our other episodes before you did this, or do you no, actually? Great just, memory. Come wow, on. good for you. Ask me what happened in the Mortal Kombat episode. Spoilers, I don't know. <laughs> Spoilers. Someone fought, and we talked about it. Yeah, and I think we <laughs> liked one of them. Nineteen thirty-eight. So there you go. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think. Do I have anything more to say? Do we have more to say about Elsa? And the well, grand, she's she's not as good as um, God damn it! Why can't I think of anyone's name? She's much. Right. She is better than Willie. But who's the from the first movie? Marion. Right. Mm-hmm. She's no okay. Marion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no Marion, but uh, definitely better than than Willie. That's yeah, for sure. Marion is introduced drinking a motherfucker under the table. Mm-hmm. So that's tough. To, that's tough to top. Yep. But, and then the fight, the fight scene right afterwards with the fire. Yeah, remember she was. We talked about her. She wasn't drunk. Remember we debated that she was just fooling the guy. Right, true. We did talk about that, but did we conclude that? I thought we concluded that she's just that good. I at concluded drinking. it. Okay, well that doesn't make it. <laughs> that doesn't make it so. Elsa but drives the boat it. during the boat chase. But then you have Elsa. The you know the first scene where Indy just hits on her immediately. Immediately, yeah. Like, I don't know who this is, but I'm hitting on her. 
But then she ends up kind of, you know, she's the aggressor in the later situation. She goes for what she wants. And then we get a particularly icky bit of information later where she, we find out that she also, <laughs> also slept with Indy's dad. Yep. And then the two of them are just so chill about it. So, guys, I got to ask, would you be chill about that? I'm going to say no. <laughs> but I guess you can't turn back time. It's just like, uh, what do I do at this point? How do, how do our relationships go forward as a, as a family? Uh, well, at that point, Elsa is no longer a viable relationship option for Indy because she has come out and said, surprise, Nazi. So <laughs> that, I'm sure, helps them just be able to laugh it off and go, ah, we both own the Nazi girl. Mm-hmm. But there's still a level of casualness. What's the exchange where... Uh, he, the dad justifies it by saying, you know, oh, I'm, I have needs just like the next guy. And then he's mm-hmm. like, I was the next guy. He's like, Guys, that's weird though. Like, don't you know, the, don't you realize that's weird? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess it was more weird for the girl though, right? Cause she's the only one that had knowledge of it. Right? Elsa? Uh, Cause I guess yeah. they didn't know until afterwards. Do you think she did it purely to say that she did it? Maybe. There wasn't really a strategic advantage to her mm-hmm. sleeping, I guess, to gain Indy's trust. So there's that. But I wonder if there was a part of it that was just like, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if you dated your wife's mom, would you be able to date your wife? That's the better question. Well, it depends on the order of those events. Mom first. Mom first. <laughs> And then your 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 wife came into the picture, and a, you met her at a different time <laughs> in your life. But you you dated. It was just like a fling with uh, your wife's mom. And this is getting a weird uh, hypothetical question. But. Yeah, I don't want to answer this. <laughs> but it'd be weird. I'm just saying, from from the point of view, if you knew both those situations, it would be weird in that sense because I know that that's the person's daughter or son. I mean, it's thanks. weird for the for Elsa in this situation. I'm saying then India or. Yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving would be real awkward. <laughs> yeah, maybe we just maybe we just stay home. <laughs> your mother-in-law just stuffing the turkey, locking eye contact. That'd be rough. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like this hypothetical. No, I don't either. <laughs> we'll just both- we'll just go. Uh, you know, they're they're the, you know they're a Nazi, and uh, that's the reason. Uh, you know, we don't do that. Perfect. Yeah, it works. I'll take it. I I accept. But anyway, so Andy meets Elsa in Vienna, right? Florence. Yes. One of that the sounds two? historical. Venice. 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 Oh yeah, that would right. also make more sense. Canals and such. Right. So he, he's there, you know, he's all about, you know, preserving stuff in museums, but he immediately destroys like a thousand year old church. <laughs> like right away. Right away. He's like, screw things outside museums. I'll just is destroy he, this. Is he even confident because he's looking for an entrance to a tomb? Is he even confident that that's where it is? Or is he just rolling the dice and going? No, his dad's, uh, dad's diary, right? Yeah. Well, so the diary shows. Yeah. I guess he's pretty calm, but it could, it doesn't necessarily mean X marks the spot, smash the floor. It's under there. Mm-hmm. Oh no. I think that's just, uh, um, yeah, no, but he went up. Remember he went up the stairs and he's like, Oh, the last, like the X marks the spot. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just great. saying, I don't know if it, that equates to, I have to destroy the floor, <laughs> but also I'm not an archeologist. 
Can I so knock for a hollow or something first before I break I break this tile? Maybe he did do that, actually. There's but also yeah. a there's a good bit of physical comedy there where I don't think he's doing it on purpose. It just works out well for him that anytime he bashes the the pole against the floor, the dude at the front is stamping a book. And this dude's apparently real stupid because he thinks that when he does and has no sound perception of any kind. He thinks that whenever he stamps the book, like, oh, I'm I'm really powerful. I'm creating these loud booms. Never mind that the sound is 30 feet that way. But mm-hmm. you know, comedy. Who comedy. might have who might have get in the way of jokes? But no, great callback how he's talking to his class and he's like, X never marks the spot. And then five minutes later, X marks the spot. And perfectly. kudos to the movie for not having a character look at him and go, I thought you said X never marks the spot. <laughs> Giving us credit <laughs> that we know. <laughs> that early scene too was weird when he flees from his class. Were they all outside? My memory of it was that they were all crowded outside his office to see him because, you know, oh, you're handsome and let's get some quality time. But they all looked like they had legitimate class concerns, which also got me thinking he's probably a shit professor. He's just gone for months out of the school year. Right? <laughs> no office hours. That session ends with him, I think, saying what they're going to learn tomorrow. And then he just fucks off for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you go to him, so India, this problem, uh, how can I solve it? Like, First, you get a gun and a whip. <laughs> and second of all, you kill some Nazis and then yeah. you, you just bring it to the museum. You're good to go. Does his class get to hear those stories? So I mean, me and Mary really are hearing much. I mean, all they're doing in that scene is just staring at him because he's handsome, right? Yeah, you can't blame him. He was handsome in Raiders. He's handsome here. He's handsome. I feel now. like I've seen that scene in like each each of the movies, like the first and the second. There's always a scene in class where they're all just staring at him, like well, ogling, the, you know? Not in the second because I don't think he was a professor yet. In yeah, the, in the first in the weird in the prequel. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, in the first for sure. I wonder mm-hmm. if yeah, if his class ever gets so. Me and Marion are tied to this pole, right? And there's this box. And the Nazis open the box and their faces are melting and we're all, don't open your eye! The, the most amazing class. He yeah. just told his stories. But yeah, he doesn't even stick around for his office hour. He tells the secretary, everyone's crowded around his office. He tells them, I'm going to have office hours. He tells the secretary, hey, tell, you know, start taking names. I'm going to see everybody. He just hops out a window and leaves. I assume he has tenure because that would easily mean you done, but... Yeah, I, I'll smell you later. I got things to do. <laughs> I have Nazis to kill and Jesus cups to find. No, he doesn't even know he needs to do that at that point, I don't think. He, he just, just leaves. Hates, yeah, I would hate office hours, to be, to be fair. Oh, so would I. <laughs> I mean, if you're not in the office, and you, you can't really have office hours, right? But yeah, if someone <laughs> if someone's there asking that many questions, like, are you really teaching that well? If they have so many questions that literally every one of your students is wanting to use office hours? And desperately trying to use their <laughs> office hours. Sir, sir, I just don't understand. <laughs> so he, he, the evidence is all there. Bad at his job. Mm-hmm. Bad at his real job. Mm-hmm. Excellent at his, you know, murder side job. So which is the side job? Maybe teaching is a side job. I, I mean, guess, yeah, teaching <laughs> pays the bills, but yeah. Murder archaeology is definitely his actual profession. Murder archaeology. <laughs> they That's an apt description. Do they actually pay him 
for these donations? Do they ever have they ever covered that? If when he comes to the museum and he has, you know, this incredible artifact that we all thought was lost to time, and now you get to put it in your display case, does he have a muse a go to museum? Do museums know. know of Indiana Jones and are kind of all trying to entice him over to their side? Like, oh, if you happen to find this, we well, really museum, like it that. His Mind curator was up with him, right? For that whole trip. Martin? Marcus? 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 Yeah, I guess, uh, ooh, inside ball. Yeah, I guess if he's just feeding it all into Marcus's museum. Mm-hmm. Marcus is uh, profiting, that's for sure. But uh I've never had an asset to be put in a museum, so I don't know the process. You know, the billionaires that listen to this podcast or millionaires, if you, you know, you're cool enough. You're just a millionaire. Like we don't give, we don't cater to them as much. (laughs) It's more the billionaires that are listening to this podcast, but yeah. You know, what do you do with your assets? Do you loan it to the museum? Do they pay you for it? Do you, do you rent it to them? You know, let us know. Let us know what's going on. I've played a lot of animal crossing. <laughs> so my understanding is you just walk in and go to the front desk and go, I have this dinosaur bone. And then he looks at that dinosaur bone and goes, I already have this one. Or, oh yeah, it's the leg for this one. And then he takes it from you. <laughs> and he gives and you next, stuff, right? I don't think he even gives you stuff, but well, the next time you go to the museum, you see that leg and go, I did that. And then you go out and you, you know, you dig for his arm or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that Tom Nook? Is that his name? No, the Blathers, I think, runs the museum. Tom Nook's the guy you owe all, owe all your mortgage money to. Yikes. Tom Nook's the guy who shows up at night and goes, huh, nice place you got here. <laughs> Can't help but notice you still owe 98,000 bells on it, though. <laughs> What's the interest rate on bells? I don't, pretty low, actually, but he, he gives it, you know, he loans you that money. So then you got to work it off and. Mm-hmm. It's a He's whole a big jerk. thing. It's a whole you, big if, thing. If you don't pay, does he take your house or does he break your legs? I, I'll know soon because I haven't logged in in a while and he has received very <laughs> few payments. But what's interesting though, and now we're getting way off track, is that his two kids run the store where I go to sell all my fruit. And then I take the money I get from his kids at their store and give it back to him. Hmm. Which That's doesn't, a pyramid scheme. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> seem like business, but who knows? I'm not a murder archaeologist. <laughs> I do not know how business works. Yeah, do you think people went to archaeology and it's like, so when do we get our gun and our whip? Yeah. Like is that like, class is that semester two or three? Or you know, just the, in case any people try to come take our stuff, we need to shoot them. Yeah, I'm glad I know how to make a charcoal drawing, but what am I supposed to do if this guy runs at me with a knife? How do I archaeology that? Mm-hmm. Do you think a generation of people signed up to be archaeologists because of things like Indiana Jones and Tomb Raider, and then they got there and it's like, yes, yeah, just digging holes. <laughs> yep. Really slow too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a brush. Yeah, right. Like you, they can't even like make it go boom. Nope. <laughs> Very few boat chases or explosions. Mm-hmm. Not once is your boat being chipped into pieces by a smaller boat. There's a boat right. chase in this movie. Yes. We're, yes, we're still is. super early on with only like a little <laughs> bit of time left. To yeah, we're, we're at the church, right? Where he right. Just, he's breaking through the torch beside the petroleum. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, doesn't doesn't petroleum like vaporize in like small <laughs> spaces? So it'll just light the whole air on fire if you have that torch there. 
anyway, I guess we're not we're not going into the logistics of of flame pyrotechnics. I don't know what yeah. the word for that. A man drinks from an old cup and his face melts off. That's the kind of science we're working with here. So, mm-hmm. well, it's just sped up alcoholism. You know, it's just uh, it was. A, that- a, that's what it is, right? <laughs> is <laughs> you drink from a cup too many times. Is that what the nice. movie's trying to say? <laughs> that was the underlying theme: is alcoholism is bad, and huh. there's resources out there to help you. I've never picked up once on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's. A, I guess uh, you know it's really. In, in deep there but that's what it was to come i took it as more as don't trust nazis but your angle works too <laughs> yeah every movie should have a don't trust nazis uh underlying tone to it yeah i feel like some people forget sometimes so <laughs> it wouldn't hurt if you know you're watching your kissing booth on netflix and all of a sudden you know there's just a moment where Man, I almost took a watch from that guy, but he's a Nazi and I don't trust that shit. <laughs> they go, good, you never should. And then they, you know, go back to their kissing booth or whatever. But what about don't bang Nazis? How, where do we stand on that? I would, that's probably also a good idea. Whether they've boned either of your parents or not, it's probably just a good idea. That yeah, would make probably... a, that would make a, that would bring a Nazi joy. And that's not cool. That's <laughs> not cool. Man, this guy's an awful thin mustache. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hitler signs his book. That's what mm-hmm. Hitler does. It's a yeah. weird moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was so they're in the it. tomb, and then they find his dad, or they find out, you know, hey, are they? No, they they leave the tomb and get in the boat chase, which is pretty good. I feel like boat chases are hard to make exciting. But, but mm-hmm. you know, they're just big ass boats and they can't, what else are you going to do on the water? But they do a pretty good job here. You know, oh, we got to go between these two ships and like between this and face off. I think those are the only two ever successful boat chases. Maybe I'm forgetting some, but. And this recounting the Titanic when they're picking up the dead bodies. Other than that. I'm going to say no. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> that was not a successful boat chase. <laughs> no. It was very slow paddle and only one went back. R.I.P. R.I.P. But yeah, it was good. Those and those boats were really cool too. The the whole wood boats. Yeah. 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 There's a a good variety of action scenes in this movie. Like you get Steven Spielberg is very good at these elaborate set pieces because you got your boat chase, and there's a tank chase, and there's a Chasing the biplanes, the blimp chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm even forgetting a couple. Probably. Do you think when uh, Steven Spielberg was signing for uh, the Nazi paraphernalia, he just put his initials, just SS, and people were like, "Wait a second, <laughs> <laughs> something's not adding up here, Steve." <laughs> but no, but yeah, no, there were some great chases, and you know, when the boat's getting cut by the propeller too. Yeah, propeller. Underwater? Is that what they're called? Propellers? Yeah, those are propellers, I would think. I'm not a I'm not a sailor, but I think that's accurate. Wads, I know you've been sailing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Lots of sailing. It's called Lots the propeller. Perfect. Excellent. There you go. We all learned a little something here today. <laughs> then they go find his dad, because the dude in the boat chase tells him, Hey, thanks for not letting me get chopped up on that propeller. Your dad's at this castle. A lot of Nazis. Yep. And then 
then he goes and he does a he does a bad accent which benefits they like get in disguises and do accents and he just ends up punching the fucking guy in the face and walking in anyway so whatever and then we meet we meet his dad who earlier just you know because this is in the days where you couldn't do the de-aging stuff so in the flashback they just went we can't show his head because we can't de-age sean connery so you just can't show his face Mm -hmm. and the bulk of this movie is about that relationship between father and son the dad was obsessed with the holy grail like the journal that they're following throughout the movie it was his life's work compiling every piece of information that he could find which led to him largely ignoring his son we get a little bit of that in the flashback at the beginning uh and that they haven't spoken in 20 years just because indy grew up kind of isolated which the dad views as great parenting it's like, I never told you to do your homework or brush your teeth or go to bed. I like the confidence that he says it too. He's like, oh, you know, oh God, do I have to attempt a Sean Connery accent? <laughs> oh no, I was your great father. That was pretty good. Right. That wasn't bad. Maybe, was I should good. Say, maybe, That's good. <laughs> maybe I should stop there. <laughs> go out on top. I'm doing Irish hairs in four days. <laughs> How dare he punch? And now we'll wait till Rob emails the podcast. He never emails the podcast anymore. <laughs> I don't think he can criticize anything I just laid down. That was all quality work. That was, that was. I agree. He never, yeah, the dad, they they kind of have a couple emotional moments, but there's never really that scene where he's like, you're right, I was terrible. You think, no, he's pretty like, you know, I did fine. Mm-hmm. He does have his moment when they think Indy's dead and he's like, I've lost him. There's so much I wanted to tell him. Nah, I kind of lost it there. Damn it. It was good at the start, though. Yep. Damn it. I said I should have gone out on top, and then I got arrogant. <laughs> Flew too close to the sun. And and you, got, you got singed. Damn it. <laughs> but he, we never see that moment. He's like, oh, I, I had so much I wanted to tell him. They don't. They're happy by the end, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when uh, she's getting kidnapped there by... Uh... I guess the other Nazis, we, we don't know she's a Nazi yet. His dad's like, she's a Nazi, by the way. Just let her go. And he's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't trust you. He's yeah. like, bro, I've worked with her for like two years. Yeah. And then she did Boy, say that he, he, <laughs> she talks in her sleep too, right? Yeah, that's how we found out they that they 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 did the deed is apparently in her in her sleep, she either lies there and just speaks German. Or lies there and just goes like, mm, Nazi, I'm a Nazi. Nazi <laughs> gotta get up, gotta do Nazi things. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's how we, we find that out. And that's true. The dad could hold that over Indy forever whenever he says anything and Indy goes, oh, I'm not so sure. Hey, remember that time you chose the, the you believed the Nazi over me? You remember? <laughs> you remember when that happened? You remember how that worked out? She fell in that hole. Yep. <laughs> so maybe put cucumbers in the fucking salad is what I'm saying. That's what they're yeah. arguing about in my scenario. Yeah, they're probably probably trying to put lettuce in a Greek salad. No lettuce yeah. in a Greek salad. That's crazy talk. Wait, don't you? No, it's all like like tomatoes, cucumbers, no lettuce. I mean a traditional Greek salad. I put lettuce in my Greek salad. So I also I put lettuce in my <laughs> I thought lettuce was like the, the base of it. I no, pretty sure, so. pretty sure traditional. No, I'm just getting called huh. out here, and this feels awful. So I'm just yeah. <laughs> I don't, does any of us have a Greek background? Because if not, you know, 
I've uh, one time I've been to Europe, so that's kind of close to Greek. So I did the same all thing. Europeans. <laughs> I have not only have been to Europe, but purchased a store-made Greek salad yesterday, and there was lettuce in it. So yeah, but that's really... Canadian Greek salad, though. That's different. Maybe if if you go to Greece, someone who's been to Greece, email the podcast. Yeah, and just let us know how much lettuce there is or is not in the Greek salad. Send us the Greek salads so that we can be sure. You need mm-hmm. to be Greek uh, of Greek origin. You know, that's like a criteria, right? Yes, yeah, we, we need... also need to see proof of citizenship and or birth. Your name needs to end with an Annapolis. You need to have had a big fat Greek wedding. You know, that's, uh, mm. that's how we know you're Greek, right? Yeah. Agreed. All right. Anyway, so let, the... us, uh, let us, uh, you know, uh, get back to it. Ah, uh, that's the kind of wordplay people sign up for right there. <laughs> we should end it now. You got a peak wordplay, peak Scottish accent. It's only downhill up. from here. Only downhill from here. So when we first meet, or when Indy first meets up with his dad and we have some shenanigans when they're tied to a chair, so there is a lot of that. I don't know how to describe it, but. Indy's dad inadvertently causes a lot more problems for the two of them, which typically would kind of like, there's some of that in Temple of Doom and typically that kind of stuff would bother me. Like that just level of my incompetence is making the situation worse. Oh, I fell down and cut that Jar Jar Binks shit. Let's just call it that. <laughs> that Jar Jar Binks shit where, you know, Oh, it's supposed to be fun. But I don't, it kind of works here. I don't know. Like it didn't bother me. Like when they're trying to get free, they're tied to chairs and, he gives his dad a lighter. The dad immediately drops it and sets the room on fire. Mm-hmm. And it should frustrate me to go like, ugh, dad. Maybe because it's... Did, did you talk you with a fan theory about Jar Jar Binks being a Sith Lord? In the, yeah, that his right, incompetence is, is actually strategy. Exactly. So maybe Indy's dad was a Nazi? Oh my Have god. We, he was you, hanging out with a lot of Nazis. I'm just saying. I mean, we haven't watched the fourth movie yet, so I don't want to say anything. Let's hold... Let's... Let's hold up. Whoa, Let's whoa, no tight. spoilers. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Did you have a kid with a Nazi? <laughs> I, you'll have to wait and see. Indiana Jones and the, whatever I need to do to make you want to watch that one. Just say more Nazis. <laughs> Done. Boom. I can't. <laughs> I cannot for that one. But when they're uh, when they get out of that situation, Indy gleefully mows down a bunch of Nazis with a machine gun, mm-hmm. and his dad is like, "Look what you did! You did that!" And he's all stunned. But then, as much as Indy's learning lessons, his dad learns a lesson later, and by two action sequences later, is just blowing up cars and tanks that are full of Nazis. So the dad also has to learn this is okay when it happens to Nazis. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically at this point in history, they didn't do the, like we were saying, so his dad doesn't know what's going to happen in the future, but we know as viewers, yeah. we don't care about that with the Nazis, but uh, Indy doesn't either. Cause I guess he has some inf- or I guess he's killing everyone. So it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. But he does at one point say Nazis. Oh, I hate these guys. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they had encounters in the first movie, so that that yeah. checks out. But yeah, the dad gets on board pretty fast, even during because once they get out of the castle, there's a motorcycle chase, and it made me realize I love 
I love motorcycle chases. And I think it's because there's opportunities for bikes to just go flipping in the air. And I'm a sucker for when something goes in the spokes and mm-hmm. then that goes, ah, and of course it's all Nazis. So you're just like, ah. <laughs> but the dad keeps giving him disapproving looks. Cause indeed, anytime he kills a Nazi just has this self-satisfied little, <laughs> and the dad gives him a stern look like no, you know, don't you laugh about taking lives. <laughs> That's for blasphemy. Mm-hmm. That's oh, what gets Indy him. slapped because mm-hmm. he says Jesus Christ and he gets them. That's for blasphemy. It was like the softest slap, though. I'm like, it is a little well, hard, you know? Get in there. Well, I don't like, know if that would bring us on to dad's side. It's like, wow, he hit his kid <laughs> real hard. Is, is Indy like 40 in this movie, though? And it was for oh, blasphemy, I don't know. which is fair. So that's, uh, you know, that's fair. <laughs> this was 89. Harrison Ford was, oh my God, was Harrison Ford 47 in this movie? He looks fantastic. Damn. Wow. Yeah, he was born in 42, so good Lord. <laughs> well done, yeah, Harrison Ford. I would have said, yeah, 35, maybe. Wow. I feel very insecure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But didn't Most. William Shatner just turn 92 on uh, was it Monday? Which is pretty wild to think about. Yeah. I guess Hollywood probably isn't the place to look for. Wow, they aged poorly. So, mm-hmm. uh, wow, looking at the time, we need to quickly get to ch- things going poorly and choosing poorly. So, motorcycle chase. Hey, we got to go get my book back because at that point the Nazis have the book because so we got to go get the book. So they go to Berlin, get the book from Hitler, who's like, oh, I'm going I'm to sign this book. And at that point, Harrison Ford doesn't know what's up. Otherwise, he just would have been like, maybe I'll secret shoot you in the stomach. Pff, ah, off I go. <laughs> and they get on a blimp. And then there's a... there's a Which blimp. is the Hindenburg. Is it? No. Yeah, yeah they, is they it? say the Hindenburg, yeah. What? Oh. Yeah, it's the Hindenburg. I'm telling you. I guess I just didn't associate that the Hindenburg had multiple flights before, you know that happens did it have multiple flights no i, I don't, don't know really well, it must all, have. <laughs> they did say the hindenburg but what but they never go to the end right of the journey so are you saying back? after they escape the hindenburg it crashed 100 yeah, that's what there saying. should be a scene later of them going in the news and go thank thank christ for that wow. huh and then that's for blasphemy there's like another scene when they're looking for the secret uh uh plane for the escape and then it's just not there because indy took it and they're like, well, I guess this sucks. So. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. A few more of you should have been able to get away, but <laughs> that guy yes. really needed some treasure. It's like, oh, archaeology, of course. Mm-hmm. That's an, uh, And then that's when the dad has his big moment where he gets, I think that's his official, I'm on board now with Nazi killing because there's a, after they get their plane landed or crashed, Another plane shooting at them. So the dad uses his umbrella to scare a bunch of seagulls, pigeons. I think they're seagulls because they're near water. And the seagulls fly up into the plane propellers and crash the plane. So he took down a Nazi and a bunch of pigeons. So he's two for two Mm because fuck pigeons. (laughs) Wait, they're seagulls. Yeah, same. (laughs) Same thing. We're all just just flying rat birds. We missed the scene when he he dressed up in that, uh, I guess, worker. And he's looking at people's tickets or whatever, and then it's the Nazi. He throws him out of the out of the zeppelin. 
Oh like, yeah, he didn't have his ticket. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no ticket. Yeah, that was a good part. <laughs> also, that that newspaper was upside down like the whole time. Did you notice that? The one Sean Connery was holding. No, it, was, it like straight up like was the whole theme was upside down. <laughs> this was you made for tell. standard <laughs> definition though, not HD. That's true. That backfires against a lot of movies actually. <laughs> Once you're able to see it with clarity, mm-hmm. uh, then. Then I guess we get the big final. Well, no, this is the big tank chase, which we talked about, which uh, that's also, that's probably the highlight of the action. There's just so much happening during the tank sequence. Yeah. They're going like one K an hour though. Like just step off and walk beside it. (laughs) Like maybe it was supposed to look faster in SD, but it was going pretty slow. There is that one part where Indy gets thrown off the side of the tank and his satchel gets caught on kind of the side and the Nazi's all happy because he's about to drive him into this, you know, this cliff side. But to your point, I do wonder would that have hurt or would he would have just kind of like, ow, I hit a rock going five. (laughs) I guess there's enough force that it probably wouldn't have ended well, but it it is weird for that to be the, oh, fucking, he's going to hit that rock. (laughs) He better get free. You better do something in the next 10 minutes or else it's be over for him. And he, but he does get free because a stray bullet pierces a Nazi's head, which I think this, because the second movie invented the PG 13 rating. I think this one might still be PG 13. Maybe it goes back to PG. It is violent. I mean, all of these movies are, but like bullet to the head and people getting shot and a guy gets his head cut off and then his head just comes flopping down a staircase in front of everybody. And maybe it's because Spielberg could just look at the MB- MPAA would go, this is like, this guy gets beheaded. He goes, yeah, it's a Nazi. <laughs> it wasn't even not to the guy gets beheaded though. It was like some worker that they're forcing into the, the booby trap. That's true too. Mm-hmm. But I guess he's, you know, working for the Nazis, I guess. At the very least, he was willing to tag along for the job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm with uh, you. I agree. He's fair game. <laughs> Screw that guy. Yep. <laughs> he's the real villain of the movie. Yep. <laughs> That's when they, 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 they end up at the, hey, this is where the grail is. We got to solve these, these puzzles. And so the stakes are up because they shoot the dad in the stomach. Or somewhere, at least where they know that he won't die right away. Because, boy, that would have backfired. But the, the, the dad's bleeding out. And they go, well, he actually probably would have been the better person to send in there. Because he understands all the puzzles. But instead, you're going to go, Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. And that's where we get maybe the most disbelief, disbelieving. There's a part. So he has to solve all these puzzles. And I don't remember the first phrase, like the penitent man. I know it says penitent man because he just gets a penitent, penitent man, penitent, 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 penitent man. And he uh, establishes a psychic connection with his dad because his dad always knows exactly what puzzle he's facing at what moment and what he needs to do. But the penitent man puzzle involves kneeling. And the reason you have to kneel is because the assholes who set this up put fucking saw blades in the cave. But he doesn't just kneel, does he? He also knows to do a front roll because there's a second blade coming. Yeah, that didn't I make sense. No, the penitent man did not kneel and then do a dope ass front flip. 
So if he had just been like, oh, Neil, he still would have got killed. So either his reflexes are that good or I'm overthinking it. What are the other? I think you're right. They would, uh, maybe the pendant man back in the day knelt and rolled. I don't know. I don't know. That would have been way funnier. (laughs) And then he has a Jehovah puzzle. Yeah. Where uh, Jehovah, what's the trick where he steps J and then he falls through. It's like, oh, in, in the in that alphabet, Jehovah starts with an I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's helpful because Indy is not doing what an actual human being would do. And he's just spending the whole time going like, oh, of course, in this language, it starts like, you know, talking out loud. So we, us feeble minded folks get it. And then there's the leap of faith where you're supposed to just walk off a cliffside. But it turns out, again, whoever just designed this cliff was really, really good at like magic eye shit (laughs) where they're like, okay, we're going to build it and then we're going to paint it to look like the rock for like, that must've taken so long. I mean, the guy had an eternity there. So that is true. He's been there for 700 years and he gets in the cave and he meets this knight who's in pretty good spirits considering he's been stuck in this cave for 700 years without even a deck of cards. Just sitting there waiting do you think he like, because he's in full armor too. Do you think he heard people's like heads getting cut off? Like, oh shit, I got the, ar- the armor on. Yes. So I can look cool. He was in his skivvies right before <laughs> then and just heard like, is that? Oh, there's someone here. <laughs> oh, welcome. Hey, pick a cup. <laughs> I also thought that part was interesting and I want that prequel story too where you have to, there's a big shelf of cups and you have to decide what's the cup, what's the, which one of these is the grail cup? Because if you put it in the water and you drink from the grail cup, that's good. If you put the wrong cup in the water and drink, you turn into a skeleton and shatter on the ground, which is bad. <laughs> which is bad. <laughs> and I like the idea that this night, uh, these nights at some point, just had to collect cups. I don't know if they send <laughs> one of them out in the world and be like, we could use a couple more cups to keep things interesting. And they have to sit around and be like, hmm, that's a good cup. Nah, no one will believe that cup could be the grail. And they got to curse every single cup too? Or how I guess, yeah, the, they, they would have to. Does the knight curse it while they're drinking? Because he's always there. I don't know how magic works. But. Throw a Happy Meal cup in there just because like, that's funny. That, that is funny. I would do that. That's a little, just a little joke for the knights to be like, put a Burger King cup there. Put a little kids club <laughs> cup. <laughs> but one of the movie theater cups with the little toppers on. <laughs> That'll get a chuckle. We like to have fun here. <laughs> uh, and then that's when Elsa kind of has her hero moment because she, and the guy does not question it at all. She just hands him what is clearly not the actual cup. And it's like, drink from this cup. And my wife actually noticed this. I had never noticed this before is he's in the foreground holding the cup up like, ah, shit, here's the cup. And if you look at her in the background, she looks at Indy and gives a little shake of her head to indicate like, "Mm -mm, that is Mm. not the cup. It's like, ah, never picked Mm. up on that before. And it is not because he drinks it and Starts to become a skeleton man. And my favorite part is that he just grabs her by the shoulder and screams and <laughs> deteriorates in front of her, like two feet in front of her face. It was great. 
It's like, yeah, I mean, you did a good thing, but you're still a Nazi, so you probably should have a skeleton <laughs> man scream at you. Exactly. But uh, Minosa True, what's the, uh, you know, if she picked the cop, I would just be like, yeah, okay, you take a sip first. Like, we both can have eternal life or whatever they're trying yeah. to get. Like, what's the, <laughs> you know, what's the the motivator for not letting someone take a, a drink? For, I guess they don't know what's going to happen, right? Do they know that they're going to turn into skeleton man? I don't think they say that you're going to turn into a skeleton man, but the night makes it pretty clear you don't want to pick from the wrong you do not like i forget what he says like pick the wrong cup and oh no if you pick from the wrong cup your credit score is going to go down yeah so just be careful yeah yeah you're ready to take that hit (laughs) uh and then indy gets the right cup because he picks the old decrepit looking cup he's like that's the kind of cup jesus would like and he drinks and the knight's like you chose wisely don't take that cup out of the cave, which is the downside because otherwise Indiana Jones would be mortal. But I guess the deal is only if you stay in this cave, which is a shit deal. <laughs> yep, it's a pretty bad deal. Then he you know, pours the water on his dad's gunshot wound in addition to having him drink it. That clears it right up. Would have been a pretty dark ending if it turned out the rules also applied to that gunshot wound. So he leaves the cave and all of a sudden just, oh my God, Indy, no. Credits. <laughs> Credits. But it's just, you know, that's uh, in Jordan, right? Petra? That like yeah. uh, that scene? Like, was that like a not well-known place when this movie was filmed? Because it kind of took me out of the movie because I feel like everyone knows, you know, that Petra Jordan. Uh, Jordan. Apparently it got way more popular after the movie. Got mm, yeah, way sense, more then. like tourists. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. Was did we already go by the meme? You said there was a meme. That, that was the meme out. that you've chosen wisely or you've chosen mm-hmm. poorly. Like I've seen it like so much, and I never knew that it was from Indy. Ah, okay, that makes sense. I guess if anything was going to become a meme from this, that would be it. Uh, and then that's that's it. The ground cracks open. The Nazi lady falls because she gets greedy, and instead of giving Indy her other hand so we can hoist her out of the hole, she's like, "I want the cup." Yeah, doesn't she fall through like some smoke or mist? It was pretty cool. Yeah. Good for Steve. Good for Steve. I call him Steve now. We're three movies in. I call him Steve now. He'd be okay with that. (laughs) He has a three movie barrier to entry and then you can call him Steve. (laughs) Which is fair. Uh, fair. And I guess with only a few minutes left, I, I should get at least, I should at least get Jordan, your thoughts. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it definitely goes one, three, two. Yes. But, uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed this movie. It was good. Holds up. You know, although you're always not going to pick apart everything, all the, the CG and, and whatnot, but uh, I was enjoyable. I'd watch this again for sure. Yeah. And honestly, there's not that much effects wise that hasn't stood the test of time. Like there's so much that's done practically. The melting skeleton thing still looks great. All of the, you know, the tank chase, all of that. Like it's all practical and it all holds up well. It's, I think, just a little over two hours, but this movie moves. I found Temple of Doom kind of had a few... Mm, mm. I think the comedy works better here in Temple of Doom. It's, you know, that whole scene with, look at all the gross food. It's like, yeah, okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. The relationship between the the two of them is good. I think Sean Connery is fun. Mm-hmm. That was good. I would watch it again. Yeah, I would that let my good. kids great, watch yeah. this. You wouldn't or would? I would. I don't have kids, but, you know, hypothetically, if I had kids, I'd let them watch this. Maybe not yet for Mm -hmm. me. At 13. (laughs) Yes. 
as long as they're being guided by a parent at the well, I'd, I'd give them the history of you know the Nazi uprising and what happened in World War II, and like, okay, now we can watch World. Now we can watch Indiana Jones. Yeah, show <laughs> them. Sh- appreciate sh- the killing. <laughs> show them Schindler's <laughs> List, and then go. Okay, now do you want a little uh, catharsisum? Because we're gonna watch a lot of those guys get killed now. That's a per- that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Get her sad and upset, and then you know, here's Inglorious Bastards and the Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> Uh, wasn't that a fun Sunday kids <laughs> uh, Wads do you agree with the 1-3-2 the ranking yeah I yeah 100% like I enjoyed it after 2 it was like a redemption uh, yeah it was great yeah good movie yeah it does feel like a successful course correction from 2 and I don't mind 2 but it is very dark and yeah this one you know the characters are better I think the action's better. Like there's at least two or three sequences in this that I can point to is like, wow, as top notch, top notch set pieces. Yeah. So you agree. Me? Yeah. You agree. Two, three, one. That's the ranking. Well, two, four, three, (laughs) and then a distant, distant one. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know, Jordan. Do you have time to say something you've been you've been enjoying real quick? Yeah, I've been watching uh, Drive to Survive. It's the F one uh, documentary. I used to like not care about F one at all, but it was the only sport on at one point, and then so I got really into the drama. So I'm into the drama of F one now, which I didn't think would be that uh, dramatic behind the scenes. But there's a lot of uh, heated moments. Let's say, I guess we were going 300 kilometers an hour. It gets pretty pretty tense. I've heard a podcast, a, a video game podcast I used to listen to. They did a side, a couple of them did a side podcast about F1. And I was always a little intrigued because it sounded, you know, on its, on, on the surface, that didn't sound that great. But apparently, yes, like you said, once you get in there, it's like, wow, there's a lot happening in this world of F1. Mm-hmm. Wads? Yeah, I, I started watching The Flash recently. Interesting. Yeah. We got away from that once it started to line up with the other WB shows and it got super confusing. Yeah, I'm only like, like uh, season two, so yeah. I think it's around season three or four where it starts to integrate into like the Arrow and Supergirl and all that. And we started to get confused about what order are we supposed to watch these in? And things would happen on Arrow that hadn't happened yet in The Flash. And we'd be like, uh, what? And then, yeah. Uh, I guess speaking of The Flash, I'll give a shout out to Zack Snyder's Justice League. The four hour long awaited director's cut of what I thought was a pretty bad movie in 2017. This makes it infinitely better. I'm not going to sit here and say like, holy shit, it's amazing. They say, but it is kind of insane how much better it is. It's four Uh, hours long. It was four hours long. It took us three nights, which for us is actually still pretty good. So that's a huge compliment to the movie. Uh, we sacrificed sleep to watch the final hour. Another big compliment. But yeah, it's just more fleshed out. The villain is way more interesting. There's still a couple of you know issues here and there. But man, it is one of the more significant examples I've ever seen. Although I can't think of many other examples of this happening of just a director's cut vastly improving a movie what about lord of the rings 
I actually haven't seen the extended editions. What? I think the yeah. last one's like five hours long. It's a, it's long. It's good though. Yeah, I've seen the original versions each once, and that's it. Wow. And how are you so, not doing? So do you, do we still like this? It's been twenty years. Uh, twenty years now. Is it twenty years this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for since the first the, one since fe- since fellowship. Mm-hmm. Oh damn it! <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, let no me, commitment. Let, let we'll, me mull, we'll come back to this. Let me mull that one over a little bit. If that's just, should we just do a seven hour episode where we do all three? <laughs> should we just lean into the joke of the so do we still like this extended edition and cover them all in one go? That could be funny. Set the record for world's longest single podcast episode. What is that record? It's got to be like insane though. Oh, it's probably, yeah, weeks. <laughs> I recorded myself for a, year, a whole year. Every year is an episode. Can't compete with that. What about yeah, this, a live podcast? There you go. How like long can you stay without sleep? Like the Truman food. Show? Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> like the Truman Show. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's our, our last crusade episode. Uh, it got a little rushed there at the end, but I think we covered everything that we wanted to talk about. Still a very good movie. Uh, we will get to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in May, probably April, I think, is a themed month. So maybe May we should knock this out because it's approaching probably a year. <laughs> and we got to do Jurassic Park now, damn it. Like, we've been sitting yep. on the idea that you have never seen Jurassic Park for way too long. Mm-hmm. So that has to change. So, yeah, let's try and knock Indy out in May. And thank you to Tef Sam for the theme song. There's Patreon, there's a website. You can follow us on all of the things. Take us out with a quote. Anybody hit us with the last crusade quote. She talks in her sleep. I guess. <laughs> I hate these guys. <laughs> We've already said all these quotes. Hit us with some fresh quotes. Fuck Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I remember when he said that. <laughs> Good night, everybody. 